Welcome to episode 22 of a Vipe Recruit Spotlight. I am your host, Wack. Joining alongside with me are my co-hosts, Jackson DePasquale and Ashton Lux. How are we doing, boys? It's kind of been a minute. Yes, we had a show last week, but technically we haven't recorded in like two weeks because we, we, we pre-recorded. Got a bunch of news to talk to uh, talk about because of that. And we'll get to all that in a minute. But Jackson, how you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, just getting ready for our citywide Houston football photo shoot next week. Uh, very excited for that. But also, it's been a huge week in recruitment the past two weeks. Lots of commitments. Uh, lots of top schools being dropped. Lots of things to go over. So very excited for the show. Yeah, I mean, as we're recording this, uh, I know Caleb Hicks is kind of teasing an announcement. Um, and then it's kind of uh, and we'll get to all this in a minute, but it seems like Oklahoma is about to have a, an uptick uh, in, in recruiting in July. Ashton, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, y'all. It's uh, I'm really happy to be back. It's been a crazy last two weeks and just commitment since we've been off. But like you said, there's a lot to go over, so I'm just ready to get into it, man. And let's do that. Um, I mean, let, let's talk about kind of the big news, I guess. Uh, you know, something that, you know, we kind of briefly touched on when we pre-recorded our show uh, and, and, and kind of what, what's kind of been the, what, what people are calling uh, the arch effect, if you will, for, for at least one university, which is the university of Texas. Uh, you know, arch, arch Manning does commit to the university of Texas and, you know, they've had, I think 10 recruits, something crazy like that since, I mean, just to name a few, uh, you have Connor Stroh, offensive lineman, you have Billy Walton from South Oak cliff, uh, Jaden Chapman, Jonah Wilson, of course, the, uh, uh, um, from the Houston area, John Tay Cook, probably the other big name there, uh, just to name a few. They've had more than that, but you know, talk to talk to me, guys, real quick, uh, uh, just about some of these commitments and what do you think? And now, of course, you know, Pete, you know there's the there's a whole been back and forth. If you follow, you know, kind of college football social media, it's like, well, you were still five and seven last year, sure, and that's understandable. And these guys still they're still a whole year away, right? Uh, what do you think this kind of means overall, in your opinion, for the University of Texas and just for Texas high school football recruits? Do, I mean, do, are we going to see more kind of come to the University of Texas because of the Arch Effect? Uh, let's do Ashton first. Ashton, what do you think of all this uh, Arch Effect uh, kind of things happening at the University of Texas? I think you really hit it right on the head. It, as soon as Arch committed, a lot fell into place almost immediately. And it's just been an uphill battle for the Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian and just getting all these recruits. But like you said, they still are a year away. So a lot can change by then. Next, you know, Quinn Ewers may be the next NFL quarterback. He may not. Arch Manning may not pan out to be what he is, or he may pan out to be what he is. Really, we don't know. But for Texas high school football specifically, I think we're going to see the university, excuse me, the University of Texas a lot more in these, these top five and these top ten lists. Jackson, let me turn it over to you now. What, what's kind of your take on, on the arch effect? I mean, obviously, it's a uh, handoff of Texas is exactly what you want if you're Texas. Uh, the momentum that you've gained now on pretty much every recruitment is insane. Um, I think the biggest, though Arch is the big news and everyone wants to go play with Arch, I think the biggest news is Jonte Cook committing this early. Uh, I think Jonte is going to be a guy that you see recruiting other guys. He's already done it. He's tried He's already trying to recruit Anthony Hill to uh, the 40 acres, trying to get him there. Um, I, I expect Jonte Cook to be kind of the leader in this class and recruit, and that's what we've seen college football kind of turn into. You see commits start to help recruit for their classes, uh, and I think that 
Texas getting Arts uh, was the first step, and now getting some of these other pieces that will help them pull in other guys is uh, the second piece to that. So uh, already a hot start for Texas. Uh, we'll see if they're able to keep this momentum and keep uh, guys committed as it is still June or now July. Uh, so we will see how this class turns out, but it's a hot start for Texas, great start for Texas. And it's good to see Texas starting to get the guys they used to get back in the day. Yeah, and of course, as we know, uh, what happens in June or July, uh, that might not be the final say. I mean, I think, you know, we had some Texas, I say we because I'm a Texas fan, uh, you know, did have some good recruits last year before losing them, you know, decommitted and committing elsewhere. I think Evan Stewart was, was someone that was committed to Texas before uh, flipping to A&M. And uh, if we don't know, if you haven't seen it yet, go check out, check out uh, John T. Cook. I think it's on his his Twitter. They had a little fun uh, back and forth, a uh, uh, little fun back and forth um, uh, video where, you know, they're going up against one another and, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, ribbon each other if you will so definitely go check that out um another thing and i don't really know if this is gonna affect texas high school football recruiting at all but i think i'd be remiss not to even mention it and and that's the way um you know college football is heading right so as we know uh uc uh usc and ucla are going to the big 10 big move uh which i didn't see coming that's that's you know you think about that travel that's going to happen for for these these programs um, and because of that, it really feels like the Pac-12 is almost going to be kind of assimilated or or even the Big 12 is going to be assimilated. It kind of seems like they're trying to work a deal where, you know, maybe six teams from the Pac-12 come into the, the, and join the Big 12. It's kind of what my, I've been, kind of been seeing. What, what do you think this all does, not only for college fo- the college football landscape in Jackson, I'll start with you, but just the Texas high school football re- recruiting landscape? I mean, it's huge. Uh you're going to see a lot of these mega conferences happening. And uh, while I think it's good for recruits because you'll have more eyes on you, you might be able to play in the conference that you want to play in because you're going to have these mega conferences form. Uh, On the college football side of it, I'm not necessarily a big fan of this, um, creating the mega conferences. What this really is spilling from is the fact that the college football playoff hasn't been expanded. And it truly should be because – uh, there are a lot of teams that have been left out over the past couple of years that uh, probably should have got in. And if the playoff was expanded, I'm sure you wouldn't see uh, these conferences start to break up the way they have. I mean, losing USC and UCLA in the Pac-12 is terrible for that conference. Those are two of the uh, best programs in most of the, all of the sports there. I know in the past couple of years, they haven't been that good at football. But, I mean, those are historically two great programs and they're going to go join the Big Ten now. So uh, we'll see how it all pans out at the end of the day. I think that uh, the college football playoff committee and the NCAA are going to have to make some make some tough decisions here if they don't want to see this turn into uh, who gets who. Um, but we, we'll see how it all plays out. It's been a crazy week in that aspect. Yeah, I've always been a big proponent of eight teams in the playoff. And yes, you're going to have some blowouts in the first round, but you just never know. And, you know, maybe that five seed or that, uh, you know, that maybe had a slow start to the season is going to come on and, and, and do something. So I've always been a big proponent of the of the eight seeds at minimum. Um, um, Ashton, what do you think, man? What, what do you make of all this? I think Jackson really kind of hit it all. Um, recruits are really going to be able to get this exposure that they may not have been able to get at some other schools. But like you said, the travel is going to suck for all that. And obviously we do want the college playoff committee or 
yeah, the championship committee to expand the playoff. And because like you said, some of those schools may not get up to a hot start. But I, I think there are pros and cons to everything and just some tough decisions are going to have to be made in the, like the following months. Yeah, and, li- and like you said, said uh, Jackson, I do believe, you know, with the likes of what appears to be maybe some Pac-12 schools coming to the Big Big uh, 12, uh, yeah, I think you are going to see some of those maybe uh, schools start maybe seeing a little bit more of these Texas kids that maybe they just haven't paid attention to, and vice versa, right? You're going to have these these kids with eyes on some of these Pac-12 schools now because they're going to be playing the likes of Texas Tech and and Baylor uh, on more frequent basis, and and so you might see some more Texas kids going to to those schools. So, in a way, I think it can be a win for for you know Texas high school football recruiting. From the aspect of getting more eyeballs on students, hopefully, uh, that's always the goal, right? Is to get get kids recruited. So, with that being said, I want to turn it over to you two now uh, to talk about some news that you want to go over. Uh, Ashton, I'll start with you. What are some of the some of the things you you you've seen that are kind of newsworthy newsworthy this week? So a lot's kind of happened over the last two weeks. So I'm going to stay catered towards this week. So. To start off, staying local, four-star Langham Creek wide receiver Jaquiz Petaway commits to the University of Oklahoma over the University of Texas. This is coach. This is huge for Coach Venables and Jeff Lebley, as in the last week, it seems like the Longhorns have been securing multiple commits, like we spoke earlier. Staying in the same 16-6A district, three-star linebacker Dylan Rogers commits to Nebraska. Their second commit from Texas and their twelfth from the twenty twenty three class. Well, one, one second. Uh, one, one second. I know uh, Jackson kind of wanted to jump in there. It seems like on the on the um, oh, on the yeah, right, side. Right. So so go ahead, Jackson. I know you wanted to say something there. Yeah, uh, what I wanted to piggyback off of with the Jaquez Petaway is uh, this is a huge gift for Venables and Levy. Uh, this is a guy who a lot of people thought was going to go down to Texas and Alabama. OU ends up in his final two with Texas and he decides to go to Oklahoma. This is going to have big big implications as Jackson Arnold, who we'll talk about in a little bit, won the uh, Elite 11 fi- Finals MVP, and a lot of people want to go play with this guy too. Uh, another commitment that is coming up that this could piggyback off of is Jaden Greathouse. He's committing July 15th. OU is in his top four. So be on the lookout for that. I think this Petaway commitment is going to be huge for OU and really up their recruitment. Yeah, and I think some of that, you know, it could even, you know, lots of speculation can be made, right? Because I mean, that receiver room is getting a little full there at Texas. Is 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 Pilot maybe considering Texas, and maybe you know, Petaway said, well, you know what, I'll just go to Oklahoma. Lots of lots of conspiracy theories you can really talk. I guess you don't want to call it conspiracy theories, but uh, lots of speculation and rumors you can be can be made off of this. Uh, yeah, and then Great House as well. So um, lots of this is the fun time of year when when kids start saying, hey, I'm committing July, whatever, and you're like, oh man, this is you know, because the way they commit can have a ripple effect on how others commit. So that being said, I'll turn it back over to Ashton. I'm sorry for interrupting you there, Ashton. Uh, so uh, what other news besides the Petaway news you want to get into? No, you're all good. Um, staying in that same 16-6A district, three-star linebacker Dylan Rogers commits to Nebraska. Their second commit from Texas and their 12th in the 2023 class. Coach Frost and company have really been recruiting this 2023 class really hard and on a hot streak recently. And then we head over to uh, Shadow Creek, where defensive tackle Theoran Randall commits to Washington State. And then in Brazosports, uh, Brazosport four-star safety uh, Randon Fontenet commits to Utah after another safety from Katy 
which we mentioned earlier, Jonathan Hall just committed three days prior. And then to end it off, four-star Arlington Lamar offensive tackle, Isaiah Robinson commits to Baylor over Cal, LSU, PVA, uh, Prairie View, and uh, Howard. It really seems like Nebraska is having themselves quite the recruiting class. We should get Will back on the show to talk about it. I mean, you know, this is a program that could really do some damage in the next couple of years, depending on how things play out, obviously. So definitely have to get Will back on the show to talk about this once the football season starts, because I'm really liking what Nebraska is doing. Jackson, let's turn it over to you now. What news do you have from us from the recruiting uh, aspect of things from this past week or so? So before I get into what I wanted to talk about, I just wanted to mention uh, something that Ashton had said. Baylor is putting together a heck of a class right now. This is their sixth offensive lineman that they've gotten in this class to be committed. Um, Watch out for the Bears. They're slowly creeping up and picking out some of these top recruits. Uh, But things I wanted to jump into, Marquise Collins, running back from College Station, commits to Duke. A big-time get for Duke, getting one of the top running backs in the state the past two years. He was on a state runner-up team last year. I expect College Station to have a great year and him to have a great year uh, individually. Uh, Another news, I've got David Hicks dropped his top seven. Uh, It added in Texas, uh, A&M, Oregon, Michigan State, Miami, and OU. Uh, I expect his commitment to be sometime during the season, maybe late season, uh, but look out for David Hicks as he's going to be one of these leaders on that pay toe defense this year and obviously a big-time get uh, for any team in Texas to try to keep him there. Um, other than that, uh, that's pretty much all I had for the week. Uh, Ashton pretty much covered everything else I had wanted to talk about. So, uh, yeah, it's just been a great week in recruitment. That it has. And uh, like I said, it's only going to be heating up. I've seen – a couple of athletes from across state Texas saying they're going to be drop, dropping theirs mid-July. So tons of news will be coming your way in the next couple of weeks. Before we move on to the interview, like we had mentioned earlier, we did want to touch on Jackson Arnold, the Denton Geyer quarterback, 2023, uh, winning the Elite 11 MVP, which is a huge get for Jackson Arnold. He has been committed to Oklahoma since the, I want to say the end of his, uh, the end of his season after the, the loss to Westlake. And this is a huge, like I said earlier, is a huge get for Jackson Arnold. I think he's finally getting some of the respect he deserves. I mean, they had some guys on this list like Malachi Nelson, who some people had a number two or even number one. Obviously, uh, Arch Manning was not there. But going into the Elite 11 camp, everyone had their eyes on Malachi Nelson. And for Jackson Arnold to come out there and throw, uh, throw really well, have great footwork and some of, against some of these top guys, it just shows that Texas trumps all. Jackson, I know you had something on Jackson Arnold as well. What you got? Yeah, I think a lot of people have been un, uh, have been underlooking how good Jackson Arnold really is. This is a guy who came in his freshman year into the state championship game uh, when Eli Stowers, A&M quarterback, went down and had to come in and play the rest of that game. And then flash forward to his junior year, he's playing Cade Klubnick in the Westlake powerhouse in the state championship game and is – throwing punches with them. He's a guy that I think a lot of people are underlooking. I think this is a great get for Oklahoma. I think a lot of people are are underlooking Oklahoma as they've got a new coach, new staff, but uh, they're getting some of these top guys. Like I said, they got Petaway earlier. Uh, This is only going to lead to more. And I I truly, if I had to put a crystal ball on it right now, I think Jaden Greyhouse might be committing to Oklahoma July 15th. So this is a huge 
uh, deal for Oklahoma to have a quarterback like Arnold uh, already committed to him. It's also a big deal for Arnold to kind of prove, hey, I'm not some chump over here. I'm one of the top guys too. So I think uh, Arnold definitely balled out, very deserving of the MVP, and very excited to see his senior year at Denton Geyer as they try to make their third attempt at a state championship. That being said, it's time for our interview this week, and Jackson is going to be the one to do it. Jackson, you're kind of our interview extraordinaire. Um, So that being said, let's turn it over to your interview right now. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Our special guest today for our interview is Katie Safety. Jonathan Hall uh, recently committed to Utah. Jonathan, how you doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing excellent right now. Let's jump into that right there, man. You committed to Utah a couple weeks ago. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Your recruitment has been, has blown up this spring. Uh, what was it like to finally kind of make that decision for you and going into your senior year? Yeah, it was really like a, a weight lifted off my shoulders. So, like, during the recruitment, is like people texting you here, people texting you there. Oops. But when you really find – when you really – I think I found home over there. It was really – it was very different. It was something I like. It was something I, I think I can adjust to. And then also they won a lot of football games. So that was like a big factor to why I committed there. Yeah, I mean, Utah's defense has been one of the top defenses in the country as of late. They won the Pac-12 last year. They're always competing for a Pac-12 championship, it feels like, the past five yeah. years. What exactly on the visit sold you uh, was it just the coaches? Was it some of the players you talked to? What was it exactly that really made it feel like home? Yeah, so um, the coaches really, they sold it for me. And then I don't know if y'all if y'all know this guy named Reggie Dunn. He played at Utah, and uh, he was my host. And, like, he really showed me around. He really told me everything I needed to know about Utah. Then also the team, it was like – it was a team atmosphere. It was nobody that says – that it's just me, like, I want playing time, this and that, and the third. Everybody just focus on the team. And then the views are exceptional. So, that's why. I mean, yeah, man, you don't even have to go on vacation for a uh, for break. You can just go to the mountains, go skiing, all that, man. Yeah. Got all that. Exactly. Yeah. So, let's jump into last season. Uh, you obviously had a big year. Katie had a big year. Y'all made it to the semifinals. Didn't get the result you wanted there. Uh, talk about last season, how you felt it. How, how did you feel? Uh, last season, it was really like, because it was my first season at Katy. It was um, it was really like we played as a team. I can say that for sure. I can say we went out as a as a team. We fought hard. We had a, I felt like we had a great last season. I feel like this season is going to be even better than what we had last season. Talking more about that. Uh, obviously, you've been in the off season. You've been hitting some camps. You've been doing a lot of things. What are some things that you've been doing in the past couple of months, and then now uh, a month away from Friday Night Lights? What What are you going to be doing to up your game? Yeah. What are the things you're going to be working on? Yeah. So really, for me, it was really like more of a footwork because I just moved to um, defense actually just last year. So like while I was playing offense, I used to play receiver. Everybody was working on defense. So, like, when I switched, I'm at the very beginning. So, like, now um, this is my first full offseason where I can work on work on strictly safety things. Yeah, uh, you transfer from Klein Oak. Let's talk about what, the, what joining Katie is like. Because 
I feel like a lot of people, especially people out of the state, they don't they don't get Texas high school football. They don't get yeah. the traditions and the things we got down here. And and Katie's definitely one of these blue bloods of Texas high school football. Yeah. What was it like going from Klein Oak to then Katie? And what was the culture like there? And uh, what what made you buy in immediately? Yeah, so um, it was I can say it's very very organized because Joseph got a a good thing running over there, and Actually, the first week I was there, we had um, 6 o'clock uh, practice. And I'm thinking uh, 6 p.m. practice, but no, it was 6 in the morning practice. Every day that whole week, and then after that. And then we had two days that week. So, like, my first week was, like, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. But then I knew uh, – I, I understood that week why they're so good because they practice so hard and they train so hard. Yeah, I mean, obviously, y'all had a great season last year. Y'all are looking forward to having a good season this year. Um, let's kind of switch gears here. Uh, yeah. We'll come back to next season here in a second. But what's the recruiting process like for a lot of people who don't get it? And obviously, yours yours kind of took off we, yeah. your junior year. So uh-huh. what's it like uh, waiting and waiting for these offers to come. But also, once these offers start coming in, you got coaches talking to you all the time. What's it like going through the process for those who don't understand it? Yeah. So, I, me personally, I feel like I'm really – I'm new to the process because, like, I just started getting recruited the end of my junior season. But I was um, I was always like, man, when I'm, when I'm going to get these offers? And then my, uh, my good buddy, Malik Siller, he always used to tell me, he was like, man, just wait. Just wait on it. It's going to come. Just wait. And I said, all right. So I just – I stayed humble. And then the end of my junior season, it kind of just blew up. And now it's like coaches hit your phone. They always want to chat. They want you to come here, there. They want to see what you're doing. It's it's a lot, but I'm I'm very grateful of it. I'm, I'm happy that I have it. Yeah, I mean – uh, obviously, the recruiting process is different for everyone. You have some guys that just start picking up offers all the time. Sometimes there's a little bit of a lull, a little bit of patient time. But it seems like you have the right mindset in it. And uh, it's great to hear a recruit's uh, perspective on it because I feel like a lot of times as fans, uh, we just think, oh, well, I don't understand why I don't pick this school. There, there's a lot yeah. of thinking that goes into it. Yeah, um, it now asking a couple fun questions before we jump into next season. Now that NIL has become such a big deal in college football, what is one brand or maybe it's a restaurant, maybe it's something else that you would want to rep uh, once you get to the college level for an NIL deal? Yeah. So me uh, personally, uh, I want like a Canes NIL deal. I love Canes. And then also probably like a, um, a Dodge or a Mercedes, some, some in that field because I like cars and food. So. Okay. I mean, hey, we've seen a lot of college football players already get some deals like that. You have Bajon Robinson at uh, Texas. He's one of those kids. Yeah. Guys. Um, but now going into next season, y'all are y'all are seeing kind of as coming back, and y'all y'all have a little revenge tour that y'all. Yeah. Uh, but y'all also will be playing a team this year that's jumping up in the six A. That's getting a lot of hype right now in Peyto. Uh, What's the game that's circled on your schedule? And maybe it is Peyto for next season. Um, yeah, it's definitely Peyto because they talk a lot and they they and we all in Katie. So like if they win, they're gonna be they think they run the all of Katie since they won their division. 
So this year we really going – I feel like we're going to put a quiet to that, make them be very quiet. We're going to put a beating on them so they can just hush. Hey, I mean, district rivalries, hometown rivalries, that's that's what Texas high school football is about. Very excited mm-hmm. to see that game as both sides are going to have a ton of D1 talent uh, and a ton of uh, – I'm sure a ton of college coaches will be there as well. Uh, yeah. Last couple of questions I got for you, Jonathan, are what, what are the goals you have set for yourself for next season? Uh, I don't – I don't really have any personal goals. But I do have team goals. I, team goals definitely win in state. And then, like, having a bond with all my teammates, not just the starters, not just the second strings, all my teammates. Because those last forever. Yeah, especially going into senior year, you want to leave your impression. You want to be one yeah. of those team leaders. So, last question I got for you. Uh, this is going to be for the Utah fans out there. What, what's one thing you want to tell all the Utah fans uh, what they're going to get from Jonathan Hall uh, the next three to four years once you get there? Yeah, man, uh, Utah fans, you're definitely going to get a humble guy, a hard worker. I'm always going to rep Utah regardless of anything. So I feel like I can just come in, work hard, be humble, and then the fans, the fans, I know they're crazy over there. We've seen a couple when I went up there. So it's going to be crazy, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Well, Jonathan, thank you. It's been an awesome interview having you on, man. Uh, now we're going to turn it back over to myself, Ashton, and Josh. We're going to give you all our under-the-radar athletes. But, Jonathan, once again, thank you for hopping on the show. And uh, have a good rest of your summer. And we're looking forward to the next season, man. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. Once again, Jackson, thanks for the interview. Always love having those on our show. Let's move on to our last segment of our show, and that's the under the radar segment where we take a look at athletes that are being that we consider under the radar for one reason or another, whether they're being under recruited, we feel they should have maybe more D one offers, or maybe they're maybe like an all star stud and, and they only like I said, they only have like seven or eight offers and they we feel they should have twenty, thirty offers. Uh, under the radar can mean whatever we want it to mean. And and that's why we love this segment, because we get to highlight athletes we feel are under the radar. So let's start with Ashton this week. Ashton, who is your under-the-radar athlete this week? So before I start, I'm going to apologize to Oki. I'm going to mispronounce your name, but I promise I'm trying my best. So my under-the-radar recruit of the week is Oke Oginohi Akabori, a senior A-Leaf Elsig lineman. So right off the bat, the one thing that separates Oki from everyone else is his will to work. Going into the trapping at the trenches camp put on by Mike West, I knew some of the bigger players, but I was looking for that one player who would stand out that not many have been able to see before. I was able to watch OK warm up, and right off the bat, I could see the sense of urgency in his movements. And then later on, I saw him go against some Division One caliber defensive linemen and not only give them a run, if, give them a run for their money, but win some of those one-on-ones through his brute strength and smooth and consistent footwork. With all the intangibles that OK is able to bring, his physique does not lack of a co- collegiate athlete. Oki stands at 6'2 and weighs in at 290 pounds. But also an interesting fact about Oki is that he only recently started playing football as his family relocated from Nigeria just a few years ago. Although Alif Elsik has not been a contender for the last few seasons, I believe Oki can help turn that tide around. Yeah, it's one of those upsides, right? You haven't played football a lot. There's a lot of upside there. Um, Jackson, who you got this week, man? So my under the athlete this week is Nick Crover. 
apologies for pronouncing the last name, Creveritas from Katy High School. He's a class of 2023 offensive tackle, 6'6", 290, 83-inch wingspan, 3.7 GPA. He's a guy who's been on Katy varsity for two years, big guy, plays on the outside, has great footwork, can move and uh, keep guys in front of him, can also demolish guys in the run game. He has a couple small offers as of right now. I expect him to blow up. This is a guy I can see uh, relating to a guy like uh, I've been able to see at the Woodlands High School, Caden Siraki, who's about the same size and started blowing up his senior year. I expect uh, Nick to do the same this year and have a big-time year for Katie. Be out on the lookout for this kid as he's one of the best offensive linemen uh, in the Houston area, and I expect his uh, recruitment to start picking up real soon. And now it's my turn, and I'm going to go to the San Antonio area. I'm going with Ashton DeBose of Brennan High School, probably the top San Antonio school last year. He's he's their quarterback. He stands at 6'2", 190 pounds, and he's a dual-threat quarterback. Um, you know, absolutely tore it up last season. Uh, 3,623 yards, and get this. 53 touchdowns through the air. Amazing. And that, that wasn't even all. He had almost 1,000 yards rushing and 15 yards or 15 touchdowns uh, uh, from rushing added to that. So absolutely dominant season uh, by him. They made it to the, um, the regional finals where they lost to Lake Travis. Uh, so 13-1 record overall. Currently only has five offers, uh, UTSA being one of them. It's probably the most notable one uh, right there in, in, his, in his kind of uh, house right there. Um, as you know, San Antonio School, San Antonio College. This man, I tell you what, I think I think some people might look at him and say, "Well, he's under two hundred pounds." But you know what? I, I I don't really buy that. You know, as as any type of excuse why he he's not getting more offers, just because you can put on that weight once you get to college. And if you go check out his social media, uh, you'll see he he's he's been putting in work uh, uh, in the off season. Uh, you know, getting in that weight room. So. This whole he's under two hundred pounds thing, I don't I don't buy that for for one second. Um, so uh, you know, for me, uh, he's got the speed, he's got the arm strength, he's got the accuracy, he's got all those intangibles, and I think he's going to ball out again this year in his senior year. I expect those five offers to grow quite considerably. So my under the radar this week, Ashton Bose of Brennan High School. It's going to do it for our show this week. Of course, if you want to be featured on our under the radar segment, hit us up in the DMs. Hit us up in the comments. Send us an email. We will cover you in our Under the Radar segment. We love to show some love to these athletes. Get you guys recruited. That's what that's that's one of the main goals uh, with with that segment is to hopefully get someone to see you know see and uh, see you for the first time and get you help you get you some offers. That, that that's 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 the dream right there, right? That's the, that's the dream. So that being said, as we head out, I always like to give some shout outs. Jackson, who are you shout out this week? I'm going to shout out my little brother. Uh, we just moved him into College Station. He's uh, starting the Gateway program at A&M. Um, so he will be there the next five weeks. So good luck, Harry. Uh, hope, hopefully you're having fun, but also studying hard. Uh, good luck the next five weeks. And, uh, yeah, that's, shout out to you guys as well. Great. Another episode, episode 22. Glad we're still doing this. Yes, sir. Ashton, who are you shouting out, man? So I want to shout out two of my former teammates, uh, Jalen Bernard, a Cy Ranch point guard, and Trent Burns, a, crazy to say, but 7'2", small forward. He, uh, they both recently just got their first offer, and it's just really good to see some of my old teammates, some of my old middle school and just really early high school buddies just getting the respect they deserve. And I want to shout y'all out. 
episode 22. I haven't been here all the way, but it's been a really fun ride. Hey, you weren't here all the way, but you're here now, and that's what that's all that matters, right? So, 22 episodes in the book, and and you know, gonna do many, many more. Gonna shout out you guys as always for for being here with me and, uh, for the ride. It's, it's always great to, to you know, it's uh, you know to have you guys and, and y'all put out great quality content. So, um, who am I, who else am I gonna shout out? I think that's gonna be it. You know, you know what? Shout out, shout out my wife. I haven't shouted out my wife in a long time. Uh, just shout out Samantha. Uh, so that's my ride or die right there. So that being said, that is going to be our show next week. We will be back next Friday. Ashton, you're going to take a little break after next week. I think you're, you're, you're here next week and then you're taking, I think two weeks off. Uh, so it'll be me and Jackson for a couple of weeks. And of course, next week is our Vibe, uh, Houston photo shoot by the time, um, you know, we, we meet next week that will have been done. So till next week, I'm whack. That's Jackson and Ashton and we'll see you at the games.